0: You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Come ours, faith and hope. Albert
1: Shivers. The
0: Matrix doesn't
1: happen. That's very true.
0: Come along quietly or
1: not. They don't have to like it, but they're going to see what happens. Goodbye, Wimps.
0: And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general
1: concept, the general concept,
0: concept is that creativity, creativity flourishes, flourishes in, a, in, an in an atmosphere of freedom. freedom. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I'm Albert Shivers, and I'm happy to be back giving you all things to listen to. There's a little bit of um, some stuff you need to know before we get into this episode. First of all, this is a jazz-related episode of me and my buddy David Kennedy discussing Cab Calloway, and then later on, his sister Blanche Calloway. Now, before I started to do the Planet Shivers podcast, I started another podcast that was meant to focus on old music of the 20s and 30s. On the podcast, I wanted to have guests on, discuss the music, and also play some recordings of the music. So as you can imagine, that got dicey. This episode in particular was one of the reasons why I decided to stop the podcast. The thing is, I was posting the podcast in many different places, and a lot of the places would nab me for the music rights to certain songs. Up, I believe this might have been like episode 5, 6, maybe 7 of that original podcast, and Cab Calloway was the most popular artist I had really focused on up to this point and this episode just got nabbed and swatted down by most of the places I posted it and I realized it was really gonna be an uphill battle for me to keep this podcast going and posting music plus I also realized that in a way I was really limiting my audience by just focusing on old music so I kicked open the doors, started the Planet Shivers podcast that could focus on any damn thing, and here we are, episode 72, I believe this is. Hopefully I'm not wrong and don't look silly. So what I ended up doing is taking the conversations between David and I from the original recording of Dave and I talking about Cab Calloway and making a little short, collage kind of podcast of what we talked about. Because I do feel like our conversation was good. And we covered a lot of interesting things. We both had our jazz facts ready to go. So that's the deal. That's the little intro to this episode that you need. I believe this recording is from 2016 or you know what? No, 2017 definitely now that I think about it. So, you know, you got... A four-year-old recording that I'm recycling here with some new doodads hooked up. Little shorty podcast for you to enjoy, and I hope you do enjoy, myself and David and our conversation about the one and only Cab Calloway and his older sister Blanche Calloway. I'm not going to give anything away about her. You're just going to have to listen. Enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. I'm sitting here with David Kennedy, artist, photographer, and I'll let you introduce yourself to rest.
1: David Kennedy, aka Black AKA Mahogany Megatron. Follow me on Instagram. AKA <laughs> as they call me in Puerto Rico, Cuba, the Republic Dominicana, oh So Grande. Alright.
0: <laughs> and um we are here, this is it's September 28th, and we're recording in Philly which i'm glad to be here in philly it's a balmy
1: 72 degrees and uh slightly cloudy with uh partial (laughs) rainstorms
0: and we're going to be doing um this episode dedicated to the Heidi ho man cab callaway one thing i think we left out in the introduction is that david you are also a musician
1: indeed i've been playing the sax for about 13 years this november yeah, recently picked up the tenor. I've been playing alto since I was about thirteen years old. I played alto all throughout my time at the uh, ESU big band uh, jazz group. It was fun, but I, people always joked that all oh, because I'm a if people don't know I'm a six foot four tall, handsome, <laughs> chocolate, debonair, suave, <laughs> you know, brother. And they figured that an alto like a toy next to me because it kind of did. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's smaller.
1: Eventually, I wanted to stop with my Charlie Parker phase and was trying to get more into my Lester Young and my uh, John Coltrane, you dig? There you go. And, of course, my man, Sonny Rollins. Mm -hmm. Though recently, I wanted to get back into playing alto and start getting my my Cannibal Adley going.
0: (laughs) So, for this show, we're concentrating again on Cab Calloway, who was born in Rochester, New York, 1907. A lot of people don't know about Cab, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff they don't know about Cab he attended Crane College in upstate New York and he was a basketball player he was a point guard really? until graduation yeah was he
1: like 5 foot 3?
0: I I guess so (laughs) and um as he was in college he played a little bit of pro ball for at the time the Baltimore Athenians and then after he graduated college that's when he got into music (laughs) mothers can look for new bio-infused cocoa puffs. Give your child the extra boost with chocolate milk. Do not take a pregnant nursing David asked me a very smart question which was was Cab his whole name? So you just looked it up. Let's tell the people the truth.
1: His entire legal name was Cable, C-A-B-E-L-L, Calloway the third. And the man lived from Christmas day 1907 to November 18th, 1994.
0: Wow. That is a long life. He was, uh, he was, how old was he then? Did it say that?
1: I was going to do the math and see 07 to 97 would have been uh, 90 years since subtract (laughs) 3. So what, he'd be 87? was my yeah, math sounds friend. about right. Yeah. He was 86. Oh, I was oh. close. Mm. Math wasn't my strong suit, people. Don't judge me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably a lot of people first seen Cab or heard of him from the Blues Brothers
1: movie. I actually learned about that second. I learned about him just from my own research because when I was in high school, I had jazz. I had like sax lessons, like how mm-hmm. to play it. But they never really showed me how to play jazz. So I taught myself more or less how to play it. So I looked up different songs. And I remember I heard heard the Heidi Ho song somewhere. And I was like, I like that. Who is that? And my Mm -hmm. parents like, well, that's Cab Calloway's. I went on YouTube back in 2008. I looked up what I could find. And I was like, this brother's cool. Like I like his style. He had like the zoot suit with the the large hat. And he had like the little mustache. And my man used to like He had the coattails. And I'm thinking if I had... The physique, I would rock some coattails, but <laughs> no one wants to see a guy built like Michael Clark Duncan with way less muscle trying to wear coattails. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I think you could pull it off, though. If you got the right suit, I think you'd
1: look good. You look like Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince going to the gym. Like.
0: <laughs> well, that's going to bring us right into the next song, which is the Cab Calloway song, Minnie the Moocher.
1: Wait, this whole, if I can real fast yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. in. This song always makes me feel a little strange. I I like it because my granny, which is my great-grandmother, her name is Minnie. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> part of me is like, oh, well, it's just a song I enjoy, but the other part of me is like, oh, well, it's my granny's name, and he's pretty much calling her a low-down skis. So <laughs> I'm like, should I be nodding my head to him talking yeah. about this, what would they call her back in the day, Uh, strumpet, saucy tart? Yeah, all
0: those. <laughs> those are, those are the nice ones. What we're going to do now is talk a little bit about Blanche Calloway, who was Camp's older sister and really is responsible, even you know Camp's even said in interviews, responsible for getting him into music. So I'll just talk a little bit about Blanche, also born in Rochester, New York, attended college to be a nurse, but later on dropped out to pursue music. She was the first woman to lead an all-male orchestra. Um, the name of the group was Blanche Calloway and Her Joy Boys.
1: Her Joy Boys.
0: Yes. <laughs> she had a lot of like risque kind of songs, which were popular at the time. Um, but there are, certain, there are two songs by her. One is called Just a Crazy Song. The other is called Growl and Dan, which I don't have a copy of but those are two songs that are cited where you can really tell the influence she had on Cab.
1: So, real fast, do you think if Cab had a certain... You know how she had a group with guys? Say he had a group with like a bunch of female backup singers, would he, would he have called his group Cab Calloway and his hidey hoes?
0: <laughs> you know, I wish he would have. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the first one to think of that, People ain't doing their job out there.
1: <laughs> or I'm just a comedic genius. You never That's know.
0: either way. <laughs> um, so Blanche also, she did music for a while, and then Cab's success kind of overshadowed her. So she quit music and then did a whole bunch of stuff that I'm about to tell you about.
1: With her Joy Boys?
0: The, the Joy Boys, she got tired of the Joy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> After leaving music, she moved to Philly? Philly where she was a chair member of the NAACP and the Congress for Racial Equality. Nice. She managed her own nightclub called the Crystal Caverns, where in which she discovered um, the R&B singer Ruth Brown. Baby, 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 I've got to have you for my own. And became her manager. Uh, Then as she got older, later in life, she began her own... Cosmetic line specifically for African American women, so she was an entrepreneurial lady, man. She did a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Crystal Caverns. Now, I wonder if that was that still standing because that should be a historical landmark if it is. Yeah. I'm guessing it was torn down or turned into like yeah. a Sears or something.
0: Probably <laughs> or a Starbucks.
1: Don't don't even joke like that. <laughs> don't.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, another note about Blanche would be that in her Joy boys in her band, was um, Chick Webb, who went on to become Mm -hmm. a very popular drummer, and Chick Webb went on to discover Ella Fitzgerald. Let's move on to the story of Dizzy Gillespie stabbing Cab after a fight in the dressing room.
1: So just so we all know, we can stop stereotyping hip-hop saying it's a violent genre, because Hip-hop had beef, but jazz had bacon, because of that sizzle. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, the story goes that in Cab's band, they would play, and that's where Dizzy got his start, in Cab's band. The band got into this habit of shooting spitballs at each other during parts (laughs) of the show when they didn't have to play.
1: Was it through the instruments, or they had straws? They had little
0: straws, yeah. (laughs) One night, Dizzy decided he was going to shoot spitballs at Cab on the bandstand. So the audience is laughing at this and Cab doesn't know what they're laughing at. So after the concert's over, Cab starts accusing everybody and he knew that Dizzy was a troublemaker. So he starts accusing Dizzy, the two of them get into an argument that gets physical. Dizzy pulls out a knife and cuts Cab in the leg. Ah, probably ruined a very good white zoot suit. I'm sure.
1: Damn it, Diz.
0: <laughs> but um, and you could hear that story firsthand from Dizzy in a documentary called, I think it's called The Greatest Day in Jazz, which is about this one photograph with all these jazz artists in it in New York. And um, so I'm
1: guessing after that, Dizzy packed his crooked trumpet and left his band. <laughs> he
0: did leave his band. And he started hooking up with all the Bebop guys. Grew from there.
1: Like my man, my, my hero, my mentor, the one of the reasons I played the sax and that got inspired me to play the alto sax, Charlie Yardbird Parker.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna get to him very soon.
1: Tired of having headache pain? Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea? Try new pepto chewables made in grape, peanut butter, and cherry flavor for family and kids alike.
0: That's right, David. And all this and more can be found at a low price at your local pharmacy. For our Southern guests, keep a lookout for the new brand, Peppy Biz Milk. Must be 18 years old older. The purchase has a parent before overdosing. Do not take of pretty much triplets. just so, a few more bits on camp. In 1930, he took over a band called the Missourians, and that band ended up becoming his backup band for the rest of his career. They should much. have been the
1: Heidi Ho's.
0: They should have been. <laughs> also this is open for us to talk about. A lot of people credit Cab as the originator of Moonwalk.
1: I saw on another video it wasn't Cab it was a different dancer. who was a tap dancer. I forget his name. His name was Billy something. Robinson? It might have Bill been. Bill Robinson? It might have been yeah
0: because he was he was pretty
1: you no know, cab could dance a little bit but I never really saw him do a moonwalk move it was more right. like sort of not sort of like tap dance kind of so but is he really like historically recognized as the originator of the moonwalk
0: I mean I've heard it and I've heard people mention it with Bill Robinson too and I've heard people mention it with um, James Brown you know I feel like to my opinion. I know that, that Michael was very music, had a lot of music knowledge. And Indeed. I'm sure he pulled, I'm sure he was inspired by all of them rather than just one of them.
1: Oh, he was. There's a video you can find on YouTube It says the history of the moonwalk and it shows in succession all these different clips of people doing it. They say Michael perfected it, like his version is the smoothest and the most like complete. Right. But Michael never himself said he made it up. That's the cool part about him.
0: Right. And we're actually this is a perfect segue because we're gonna go from one Jackson right to the other. For all the '90s kids out there, um, Janet Jackson's song "Alright." The video featured Cap Calloway does a a guest spot in that video. Really? Yeah, that was her own little homage to that time period. I have to go back and look that video up now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not exactly when and where the video, but he does do a cameo in it. Anything else you want to? about Cab or talk about anything else on this episode.
1: I would like to say that I always found Cab Calloway's music to be rather compelling. I mean, yeah, for people who don't like old music, it sounds hokey, like especially a friend of mine. She said she found it annoying. In his song was like, Hadi Hadi Hadi. Like, I thought that was cool for me. He seems like the Early version of people like you know outcast and such who did very elaborate songs, a lot of pageantry, a lot of exuberance and jubilance and, uh, and high energy. And watching a video, of his introduced me to some other things like the Nicholas Brothers, for instance. There's a song he did called "Jump and Jive." I think it was in a movie called Stormy Weather. Yeah. And there's a scene. I love, because he comes on like he's just doing a song. And he's just like singing. And then he goes to the audience, which is on like the side of the stage. And he just starts going like a boogity 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 boy. And then they jump on the table and they start tap dancing. I'm just like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, it compelled me to say, who are those guys dancing? And everybody's like, oh, it's the Nicholas Brothers. And the Nicholas Brothers helped influence Michael Jackson. They taught him how to dance. They were actually on their variety show in the 70s. And I'm like, it, it all comes full circle. You see the... The path of time, how it winds and twists and turns, and I always thought the man was cool. I like, I like old style stuff. I like big hats. So you can ask Al. Like mm-hmm. when I first met I used to wear this like wide brim. I guess like a fedora or something. I and I thought it was cool as hell. Well, you got
0: your saxophone. <laughs> you were you were real
1: cool. Man. I wanted my I wanted to wear the hat though because I'm like I wanted to find one of my size, but I have a you know unique condition where you know. Everything on me is just big as hell. My shoes, my hat, my clothes. Everything. Everything. So. <laughs>
0: That's for the ladies listening.
1: Of course, of course. There's a, there's a reason I'm called the Mahogany Megatron. And while you also call me Oh So Grande. You dig? <laughs> but I always thought Cad was cool. His music was great to me. I, it really helped to. Like refine my knowledge of jazz. And it, 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 it suited my taste because I like swing. And to me, he was almost the epitome of swing. Like There's like the songs you can really just jam to. I think there needs to be more of him. Like They need to start making more movies like they did for Ray Charles. And there's even one for Charlie Parker, but they ruined it. They didn't do it right. I'll get to that in a different podcast. We're going to mention my man, Charlie Parker. Forrest Whitaker, it was not the right choice, sorry. But <laughs> I want a movie by Cab Callaway You can just call it like Callaway. Or you can call it Heidi Ho. I don't care. Like I just don't know who will play him. Who do you think will play a good Cab Callaway in this day and age? I don't, you know, I Please don't, know. don't say Terrence Howard. No. <laughs> I was going to say You know,
0: I think Andre 3000 would do a good Cab Calloway. Because seeing Idlewild, that was, you know, he was he was essentially very Cab, especially in that ending number.
1: Oh, I love that last one when yeah. he, he did that one song. Um, PJ and Rooster. Mm-hmm. Which is Andre more like, you know, he like me. Ebony. And Cab was one of the brothers that could pass back in the day. <laughs> you know, he can get inside the club with the paper bag test and whatnot.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know what? For anybody who doesn't know, can you just, ex- just real quick explain what the paper bag test is?
1: As was told by my mother from her mother and from her mother before her, the paper bag test was essentially a way to define an acceptable level of blackness back in the day. So if you wanted to get into say a club or something, they would literally take out a paper lunch bag and hold it up to your face. If you were any darker than that shade of tan, you were considered to be too black and therefore not allowed in the establishment if you were say lighter than that bag you could what they do is call pass okay you're black enough You're you're not so black that we won't let you in so you know what you got enough white in you you can come inside you know it was their way of practicing colorism the preference of one shade over another so that was their ill-conceived way of trying to keep us divided.
0: Thank you, David, for doing the show and doing the episode.
1: Of course. I want to thank you for including me in this endeavor of yours.
0: Definitely. And um, any last words for the people?
1: Well, you know, I have to do my shameless promotion. So, for anybody who's a fan of beautiful photography and any other kind of art, you can check me out on Instagram at Mahogany underscore Megatron That's Mahogany, M-A-H-O-G-A-N-Y underscore Megatron, like the Transformer I also have a website that has some of my work more you know, it's better organized by category mm-hmm. and that's blacktasticart.com all one word that's like, you take the word black the last part of fantasticart.com so I also play the saxophone as we mentioned earlier there's a few videos of me on Instagram doing that. In the future I may put some on the website. I have yet to do so. I say y'all to check out Al's page at Albert yeah. Shivers on Instagram. All one word. He also has pages on Facebook. That's for his films. He's all he's a filmmaker extraordinaire. He's also a musician. I don't know if he ever mentioned this on the podcast. He plays guitar. It's
0: been a secret. <laughs>
1: oh. Well, no, no, can see no, yourself exposed. Yep,
0: I'm exposed
1: now. you out the closet, baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> you gonna sing now?
0: <laughs> All right, folks. Another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast is done. And while you were listening, I figured out that this is episode 73. I think I said 72 earlier in the episode. Also, before I forget, David recently had a birthday. So happy birthday, buddy! We gotta do some more of these little jazz episodes in the future. Remember, you can find this episode and all the other episodes on all major podcast platforms and YouTube with video. I wanna thank again David for coming on however many years ago to do this. And we are gonna do some more of these jazz episodes because I enjoyed the hell out of this. I don't know about you. Kev Calloway and his sister Blanche were great performers and very, very important in music history, no matter what Ken Burns tells you. Be sure to keep tabs. I got a lot of cool episodes coming up, and you're not going to want to miss them. So I will catch you in the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself, and take care of somebody else.